Good day everyone, you're listening to Time for Your Hobby, and this is episode 211, When Metal Makes Music, WMMM, that's the acronym. Hi, my name is Alex and I'm the host of this podcast, and today I have the honor to have John as my guest on the show. How are you doing today, John? Oh, I'm doing just great here. You know what, being great is great, or being great, doing great is great, and John is currently recording from his secret, super top secret room, right? Is that right? Yes, yes, yes. Anyways, we're going to talk about that secret room in a bit. But before we do that, I'm sure the listeners would like to know a little bit more about who is John. Well, John, uh, let's see. uh, I started in New York, uh, New Jersey in New York, and joined the military in 76. Went to Scotland and uh, came back over here to California. And I've been to California ever since and all that. And uh, joined the couple of churches in town and uh well i do play a little bit of trumpet now but that's basically uh it in a nutshell i guess from new jersey new york scotland to california so that's it in a nutshell a good traveler and i like how you said you only play trumpet a little bit just a little bit even though this yes. whole episode is going to be about playing brass instruments so as much as i'd love to talk about you traveling i'm sure people who saw the title of this show are curious about your love for brass instrument but so we're going to jump right into that but before we jump right into that see how what i did there i'm kind of putting a hesitation on that <laughs> do you have any social media links or websites or projects that you are working on that you would love to share with the listeners well, I do have uh, my Instagram account, and that's uh, Mako, uh, the first few of my last name, M-A-K-O-B-R-A-S-S on Instagram. And that's basically my practice journal. If you would like to listen in, you can, but uh, <laughs> that's your choice to listen in. Lots of times I would go to my Instagram account and listen to it while I drive around town doing work. And sometimes I will listen. Oh, that's a good. I did that great. Oh, I messed up on that. Yeah. So it's if you want to join and uh, uh, friend and like and all that other stuff, that's great. So make a brass at uh, Instagram. See, John is being very modest right now. He's saying, if you want here, I'm Alex. <laughs> I'm going to be the blunt one. You have to. You have to go show Jonathan some love. Yes, yeah, see, I'm your your brash brass brass friend. I was gonna say blunt. I wanted to say blunt, but I say brass. I'm your brass friend. There you go. I am gonna be blunt. All right. <laughs> you've you've listened to a couple of mine. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can hear the passion in when you play, and it's lovely. It's very soothing to the ears. So. Speaking about soothing through the ears, I'm sure people would love to hear your lovely voice talking more about your passion. So how did you get introduced to playing brass instruments? Well, let's see. I was talking with my sister a while back and she was saying that she remembers the flute, that I used to do something with the flute. I don't remember that. I I, I thought it was the trumpet. She says the Anyway, in 2006, which was just, you know, several years ago here, I was over 55 at that time, I think it was, or over 50, whatever it was. I'm going to be 65. Uh, so, yeah, 2006, I went to a thrift store, and they had an old trumpet, a con director, and I think I still have it somewhere around. I picked it up, and I made a noise, and it was a good noise, you know, not one of those couldn't do it. 
And that got me thinking and everything. So, okay, I bought the instrument after all those years, 40 some odd years without music. And so I started playing it a little bit, trying to practice, make some noise and stuff. That's the humble beginnings. Now, it has me wondering, because I know people who have never played a brass instrument before do not know the proper technique of blowing into a brass instrument. Did you know right off the bat how to use it when you made that sound or you blew it like you were blowing a balloon? Well, I yeah, I just kind of blew into it and, and it, it, it did okay. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was brass on uh, the lips, you know, flesh and brass. That makes a certain sound too, but... As I find my sound, it gets better over time. But basically, yeah, I think the very fundamental is to uh, buzz your lips like a motorcycle. And that's the basic embouchure, you know. That's what I was trying to do then, thinking if I could do it, oh, okay, let me take this home. Mm -hmm. So you did bring it home, and do you still have it today? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's here somewhere. Um, <laughs> then I also got a few other ones that I've uh, collected along the way as well. Okay. So on that note, how many do you have? And it's a two part question. Do you name your instruments? <laughs> well, no, no, no. Uh, let's see. I have a cornet. <laughs> Recently I got a plastic trumpet, but that's basically for my grandson. He's only four and a half. He'd be five shortly because he always wants to come in and play with the trumpet as well. I do have a little pocket trumpet from China, and then I have a military bugle. And my wife made a mistake one year, Christmas. She bought me a trumpet. And when it came in the mail, the box was a lot bigger than she anticipated. Oh, no. <laughs> she clicked it and found out it was a baritone, oh, which was no. a small a small. Uh, euphonium type of thing, you know, it's almost like a tuba, but smaller. And so I've been using the baritone as well. But here at my age, uh, being 64, 65, you know, it does take a little bit more lung capacity to do the baritone. But uh, I do play around with that as well. Now, with the uh, Instagram account and why I tell this is my practice journal, I do not consider myself a professional. I consider myself a amateur a hobby. It's fun with music. And that's what I'm doing. You know, I've had very little uh, formal training. I had like a three month class with the local music shop here in town several years ago. Uh, other than that, I've been doing online and uh, DVDs and uh, books and, you know, that way. So that's basically all of them I have. Uh, I do have a sea trumpet as well, but uh, that's a little bit more difficult in the ear, the ear training on that, going from a B flat to a, a C trumpet. But you know what? I love how your wife got you an instrument that you were not familiar with, but you said to yourself, you know what? Why not give it a shot? It's worth trying out. And now you love playing around with it as well. And it's interesting you say the baritone because on episode 155, I interviewed an individual, a a friend of mine, Dre, or a brother, everybody's a brother and sister on my show, Dre, who plays the baritone. So when when you said brass instrument, I'm like, okay, 
I have somewhat experience in interviewing somebody about brass instruments. I got this. But everybody is different, so I love the challenge to ask different questions. So I once again, I love how you have played with multiple instruments. So with that in mind, are there any other brass instruments that you would love to try out? I think I'm going to just limit myself to that. <laughs> <laughs> so not the tuba. Uh, well, no, no, I don't think I'd go to the tuba. That's going to take too much of the lung capacity on that, I think. Well, let's see. I've been watching a couple of YouTube videos and things, and I've heard some flugelhorn. Okay, so it's a little, a little bit different, but it's still a horn with the uh, three valves. Uh, the same fingering, so it's not another language that I have to learn. And the church that I go to had one in the back room. And yes, I'm, it's currently on loan here with me. Nice, bright, red flugelhorn. And so I tried playing that, which is a little bit more of a bass to it. And it's, it's not as brassy. It's not as out there. So it's it's a nice, more mellower sound. So the flugelhorn, I guess, would be the next uh, instrument besides just regular trumpet, cornet. You hear that flugelhorn? Oh, flugelhorn? Jonathan's coming for you. You better get ready. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a threat. It's not a threat. It's not a threat. So you you played a lot of different songs. Are you more the type that you like to try to copy a song, or you also like to dabble and create your own melodies? I would like to play the songs that I know. Not necessarily, I would have to go to, you know, back to school and stuff like that to learn to play a song. What I have done is I have been collecting through eBay for the last few years that I've been actually consistent in brass playing. I've been collecting hymnals, church books. So I got about 40 church books up on the top shelf here in this large walk-in closet that's converted into my music room. And some of those songs that I know and I grew up with and stuff, I know the beat, you know? So in other words, playing by ear and I have to get the music in front of me and I'll play it, practice and keep on practicing it. And, oh, that's sounding like <laughs> what I know. Not, oh, I need to practice on that. Okay. And so, yeah, um, it's, it's more or less, I'm a dedicated instrument to the traditional um, hymns. Okay, I've played It's a Small World. And okay, that's not a church hymn, but... Uh, it could be. You never know. There could my, be a remix my, version of it. <laughs> yes. My, my grandson, whenever I play uh, uh, Jesus Loves Me, he says, oh, you're playing Jesus, and he'll come in and he wants to sing along with me because he knows a little bit of it, you know. So he tries to do that, Yeah. Now, when you do play these songs you're very familiar with, do you ever, let's say, add a little pizzazz, a little jazz to it, just a little slight difference? It's like, well, maybe if I change this note to this note, just to see how it sounds for fun. No, I haven't really uh, extended to the flares. Um, I know it's written sometimes in the book on that, but what I've had done is added the last line, repeated again, to actually make a better closing of the hymn. You see, in other words, go through the whole song, and then the last line, I'll repeat it a little bit slower to make sure everybody knows, okay, it's coming to a close. Here we go. Ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> That's the only flair. It's kind of like taking the last bite of a meal. You got to just enjoy that last bite. 
taking all okay. the flavor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the weirdest Just analogy, as long right? As it's vegetables. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it has to be your vegetables. I'm speaking to your grandson, my son, all the kids out there. Eat your vegetables, kids. It's good for you. You become a great brass player. And for you, have you noticed your style of music has changed throughout the years? Or you've been like, you know what? I found my groove. I'm sticking to this. Right. Um, I guess that's a, that's a topic for a whole new episode. But yes, <laughs> um, when I started going to the church and stuff like that, um, the youth leader actually gave me a couple of cassettes. You remember cassettes, what they used to be? <laughs> I had one in my car for 10 years. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's like some people growing up that don't even know what an eight-track <laughs> is or a cassette. Anyway, the youth leader gave me a couple of cassettes and saying, here, listen to this type of music instead of the, uh, the last word in lonesome is me. I'm a lonely soldier so far away from home. I used to go to the negative on my music and really get inside and, and do the crying game and all that kind of stuff and the pity. And all. yeah, I, I was all, I was messed up. I didn't survive, you know, the transitions that a lot of people go through, but I guess I did survive because I'm here today. Yeah. Since then, I've been going into more of this, you know, the, uh, uh, the, the Christian uh, worship and uh, songs and things like that that you hear. But on the trumpet and stuff, it's the traditional hymns. And speaking of trumpet, it's such a beautiful instrument. Do you have any inspirations from other people who play brass instruments? I know I I, I'm, I don't know much about brass instruments, but I know one very famous uh, brass instrument player. Can you guess who it, I, I'm thinking about? Well, there's so many of them out there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, know, you know, Marsalis and stuff. Yeah, there's all kinds. And uh, I remember... Uh, when I first got into California, that's, oh, 78, there was somebody in the church band, and he was playing trumpet. But he wasn't playing the whole song. It was just, you know, kind of like an echo in the background type of thing. Or he would just play a small lick of, of the song. And it, I've always had that little spark. Oh, wouldn't that be nice to play the trumpet? You know, that that, that would be neat. So uh, I guess that's been the inspiration there as well. But I've been uh, uh, Chris Bodie. He's a, a Christian uh, a trumpeter and stuff like that. And uh, that sounds good, too. So there, there's a lot out there. I'll give you a hint of who I'm thinking about. Oh, it's a wonderful world. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I do try playing that one as well. Yeah. For, for people who might not know who I'm referring to, I'm referring to Louis, Louis. Armstrong. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I do have his sheet music among my avalanche of music. <laughs> you know what? I wish I could sing like him. He has such a unique voice and it's so mm -hmm. captivating and just a jolly kind of person, a very happy person. But you know what? Today it's about another jolly person, John, you. I find it very difficult to actually sing that song out here in the desert, you know, because <laughs> I don't see trees of green. <laughs> I see coyotes. I see a, a, a tumbleweed going over, you know, it's like, oh, they could be green. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they could. I could just drive up the mountain and stuff like that. And then I could see the green trees that way. Yes. Yeah. If you haven't drank a lot of water in a while and you start hallucinating, yeah, the coyotes can be green. <laughs> I know. Yes. And for you, what would you say is the best part 
about playing uh, brass instruments. Oh, the best part. Church was having a little potluck. And I was in the back corner practicing. And I was practicing some of the songs I was playing. And then I had a small little portion of, oh, when the saints come marching in, oh, when the saints come. And, and I, I, I played a little bit of that. And I continued on and playing some other um, hymnals and things. And then later after the potluck, everybody was cleaning up and going home. This one lady came to me and she was almost in tears. You could see it in her eyes. And she said, thank you. Thank you for playing that song. It reminded me of my son, you know, Memorial Day and all that. And uh, her son was killed in battle and all that kind of stuff, you know. So it, it really touched her to hear that song. And I think uh, that made me feel good, too, that I could help somebody else. That, that was uh, it was touching for me as well. So I think that would be some of my inspiration. And I do have a song that I'm trying to practice with that, too. If, if I could help somebody, if I can help, you know, and I, I try to play that on the trumpet. So, and that's where I get my inspiration sometimes for another song. It's like, I'll be laying on the couch. Others in the room will be watching TV. I would have a hymnal open and I don't know some of the songs, but I'll read the song almost like a devotional book. I'll read the song. I'm going, I like that song because of what it's saying. Let me go to YouTube. See if I could find the song and let's see if I can play it. And sometimes, yes, it takes me a week to learn that song. Not professionally. <laughs> but yeah, that's how I would actually learn a new song. That is awesome. I love the inspiration. It's like, you know what? I can give this a try. And you know what? You sound like a person who does it for passion and curiosity, pure curiosity. And, you know, it's kind of cool that. You can communicate emotions with music without even saying a word. Just a trumpet can just bring out so much, so much emotions and can make somebody's day. And I'm glad that you were able to help somebody go through a hard time. Not go through a hard time, but help them remember a good memory. And music is a magical tool that everybody should try out. Even if it's the, uh, the triangle, I was going to say, even if it's the electric triangle, do not play the electric triangle. That is first of all, not, <laughs> an, that is not an instrument. Secondly, it is not a safe instrument. You, yeah. Don't ignore what I said. Scratch that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it's so for, like playing around electric fence. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's not the, it's not the melody you want to play with. I've, I've heard too, that music is good therapy. And I would say, in a sense, too, that as I started looking at some of those blogs, I think that's where I'm coming from in my music as well. Ah, uh, let's see. Uh, idle mind, idle hands are the devil's workshop. I've learned that firsthand. And I needed something to get myself on the right track again in life, in the right direction. Okay. And I think music has filled my mind filled my hands uh and gave me purpose in that sense um many times i feel like the little drummer boy you know that christmas program you know i'm playing for my god you know it's like okay if anybody else wants to listen they can like to subscribe and all that kind of stuff but uh many times it's me playing my drum you know before the uh uh before my god 
you know, so. And I, you know what, from one musician to another, because I produce music as well, I love fiddling around and making music. It is very therapeutic. Even after a long mm-hmm. day, you mm-hmm. come along, you don't even have to complete a full song. Just playing two, three notes, you'd be like, you know what, this is exactly what I needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's good that I play it right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did that better this time. Okay. That's, that's a bonus. Yeah. Like when you said, oh, I achieved a new level. Wow. I could do this correct this time. Yeah. But it's that that passion that keeps you going, which is a great thing. Yeah. And in terms of getting to that passion, what would you say was your biggest challenge when you first started playing brass instruments? Motivation. You know, I, I was messed up. You know, I was messed up in my youth. I smashed my boom box to the street sidewalk and I, I was just yelling out to whatever up in the sky. I don't know who, you know, it's like, uh, who am I? You know, I, I just couldn't find my identity, who I was, where I was going. I, I, it, it was, and it just messed me up for most of my adult life until, uh, you know, about 20 years ago. It's almost, yeah, 30 years ago now. Um, I started, you know, getting back on track and stuff. And so when I did play that trumpet in the thrift store, it was good. But then when I took it home, when I tried to do a little bit more with it, I got discouraged and I put it down for six months. And then I pick it back up again. I try it again. And I get discouraged again. You know, don't pick it up for another three months. In 2006, I went to the senior home here in town because I got a, a little bulletin, a little church bulletin I used to make. And I played Jesus, name above all names. I played that on trumpet for the seniors at that home. So in 2006, I was playing the trumpet enough to go out in front of people and play. And then shortly after that, kind of like when I started my uh, Instagram account, I told myself I was going to do it consistently. I was going to do music, whatever it was. I mean, either just blow the trumpet a little bit or take the mouthpiece with me while I'm driving around or reading the music and trying to follow the notes up and down the scale and stuff and trying to sing the song according to what the paper. I wanted to do something every day. So the motivation got there and I stuck with it, the dedication and the stubbornness that I used to have (laughs) in my negative side. I started using it for the positive side. And I had that audacity to continue to play every day, even though some people say, you don't have to practice three hours a day. You know, that's too much. That was good for me. I really learned a lot. I still have problems with some of the key signatures when there's six flats and five uh, sharps. And you're like, oh, my flexibility on the fingers are not as they used to be. You're talking to an individual who plays the piano one finger at a time, and I still am able to create a song after, I don't know, 24 hours. So don't worry, you are more skilled than I am. So piano, piano. Yeah. (laughs) It's just ding, ding, doom. I'm like, ooh, that sounds like ding, ding, doom, doom. Yeah. Ding, 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 doom, doom. And then I had a beat behind it. It's a whole thing, it's a whole process, but I'm envious of people like yourself who can just do it and know all the technical terms i know i took music class back in university just so i can learn how to play piano and know the terms did not catch on but i'm glad that you figured out a way that it works for you so i don't know if this is a right question to ask but do you have any challenges these days challenges these days is uh 
stretching out beyond the key signatures that I'm comfortable with. Because there's a lot of songs in the hymnals that do have four flats. And so I'm challenged to, okay, I need to pick this one up and do it. Challenges to get out in front of people and play. Try to get some exposure, stage time, stage time, stage time, in that sense, you know, getting used to it to the point where I could focus on my music, focus on what I'm doing and the here and now and not focus on the people that is looking at me, staring at me, just waiting for me to make a mistake. No, they're not. You know, it's almost like uh, uh, public speaking, but yet we're public speaking with a music, with a trumpet and stuff. We have our local USO, historical USO building, and they have a uh, Friday night open mic. You pay $2 or something like that for 10 minutes, and you can go up there and do that. I've done that several years ago just for the experience of in front of 100 people. You know, and that was a little scary, but I was able to get through it. And I played, I think, two songs in that time frame. And that, that was my time. It was, it was good. Yeah. And then you just, you get up on stage, you do your thing and people are like, okay, even if you do mess up, they can see the person is trying their best and is really loving what they're doing. I don't, don't worry. I've messed up so many times. I've embarrassed (laughs) myself. I built an immunity to embarrassment on stage. I was a tour guide. I do public, public podcasting. I do podcasting where I embarrass myself for over four years and I don't get embarrassed anymore. Uh, I don't say anything offensive, but I do know <laughs> I am not the most logical individual. I am who I am, and right. hopefully people take me for who I am, and I'm sure that's the way you feel about your music. You hope people take you for who you are and how you play your music. Now, I have been recently, I think it's been about just less than a year, I think it is, that the the church that I go to, They've been wanting me to play one song, either offertory or something like that, or the benediction song at the end. They basically tell me whatever you could play. And so I've been able to play for them some of the songs and things, except one time they changed it. When I got there, I opened the bulletin. It was a different song. Wait a minute, I practiced this song, and you're telling me play this song. So I opened up the book, and I tried finding the song they want, and it was in the wrong key signature, and I couldn't play that key signature. And I kind of messed it up, but everybody kind of knew what the song was. But yeah, it, it was a total flop, but yeah, they, they were still pretty good at it. You know, they thank you and all that. Yeah. But yeah, perfection is, or perfectionism is no place for a musician. Okay, it's not for a musician, perfectionism, but perfecting our practicing is, Mm -hmm. you know, if I wait to be perfect before I play, it's never going to happen. So, you know, you know what I, if I were to wait to be perfectly bald, it would take him too long. So I decided to go bald by myself. So I shave my head. See, perfection right there. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) I guess. Yeah. Another weird analogy. I've done that naturally, though. (laughs) <laughs> see we're, we're trying to be both aerodynamic that's that's the thing we're trying to be fast from the eyebrows up <laughs> and so we talked a lot about the brass instruments playing them do you prefer to play brass instruments alone or accompanied accompanied by another instrument by another instrument interesting that could go twofold 
okay, I do have a keyboard in the other room. I had to bring it into the uh, uh, closet here to play. But sometimes I would try to match the trumpet with the keyboard, which is different keys, of course. And so I would play, like you're saying, three blind mice, three blind mice, one <laughs> finger at a time, you know. And I would try to match that with the trumpet, which is a different, you know, the B flat instead of the C. Uh, so I, I try to do a little bit of that. It would be awesome. And I've tried this many times, I think three or four times already to start in our community, the, um, Horizon Music Association back east. They have a, um, music association, New Horizons Music Association. I think it's called something like that. And, uh, it's for people, retired people over 50 to, uh, have a place to go. Open entry. Let's learn music. Let's learn to play an instrument in our retirement years. Let's, uh, have a social gathering, a potluck and stuff like that after our practice and stuff. It's just another social activity for seniors in the era of music. It really hasn't flown because we do have several different bands in town not necessarily just for seniors but that would be nice to play with others and stuff and i might have to change my routine because the hymnals are basically written for piano i believe and i'm playing it on the trumpet so to play i would have to actually transcribe it into the trumpet i've tried that recently there's a song they wanted me to play and I was playing, I look into my hymnals and I find seven hymnals with one key signature. And then another hymnal had it a different key signature. So I try to play both key signatures and see which one I am better at. Oh, this key signature is better for me. So I'll play that one. So I would have to do an adjustment in my playing if I do join others in a band somehow. So I think I'm comfortable playing on my own right now. <laughs> so you don't want to play with me? Oh, I thought we were friends. Oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> we'll have to collaborate. You could play Three Blind Mice, and I'll try doing that, too. I'll have to practice that. <laughs> I'll bring my electric triangle. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Uh, sorry, sorry, my spoons. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, I saw that recently, those uh, wooden spoons. I'm going, eh, uh, uh, okay, <laughs> let me just stick the trumpet. <laughs> I'll bring my fork, my knife, my spatula, the whole kitchen. <laughs> oh, dear, yes. Yeah, we're going to cook Banging up something good. Banging on pants. Exactly. Yeah, it's just making, cooking up something good. And this might be a very interesting question, and it's probably going to make you reflect in different ways. But what is something you know now that you wish you knew when you first started playing the brass instrument? I would think it would be the motivation, you know, and the determination. If I had... The motivation and determination when I first picked up that trumpet in 2006, I think it was, you know, I could have been that much more ahead of where I am at now. I, I guess that would be the only thing there. Of course, life took over after high school and stuff. And I guess I was more interested in the hiking club for four years instead of music. So uh, I guess my high school years was more or less outdoors instead of indoors playing music. And now it's in the desert. <laughs> yes, now I'm here in the desert, yes. A lot of wind, a lot of wind. Well, if there's a lot of wind, all you have to do is turn your trumpet towards the wind and let the wind play. <laughs> yes, yes. I think my neighbors tell me, oh, I like it when you play. 
<laughs> yeah, nine thirty at night. <laughs> it's my melody to go to bed. It's what I listen yes. to every night. But inside the closet here, I guess it's it's muffled a little bit, so they don't really hear me really loud like that. Unless they have a cup and put it on your door. <laughs> yes. One time work brought me over to Death Valley. And of course, every day I kind of bring my trumpet with me because sometimes if I have a road delay, which what that's why I'm talking about Death Valley. I had a road delay 20 minutes both ways. Going to Death Valley, I had 20 minutes wait. And then coming back at the same location for 12 miles, they were working on the road. I had to wait another 20 minutes. So I picked up my trumpet and tried practicing a couple of songs while I'm there in the road, waiting for the uh, Caltrans to tell us to come on, move along, move along. So yeah, sometimes I'll play that or take a 10 minute break. I'll park on the side of the road, get out of my van and out in the middle of the desert in Death Valley, I would play my trumpet, trying to do some practice. So my dedication to every single day, do something music. Imagine if you just did that and then some other person in their car comes out with their instrument and you just start doing a live concert. <laughs> they did come out of their car, but they used their, their cell phone. And they were, I guess, taking a video or a picture of somebody playing their trumpet in that valley. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a sign for something? Is something going to happen to us? <laughs> <laughs> the seventh trumpet. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> and what are some misconceptions about people who play brass instruments? misconceptions i'm drawing a blank on that one um i guess i would have to go with the seniors you know it's like can you teach an old dog new tricks can anybody over 50 over 55 learn a new language and that's exactly what music is is it's a new language yes it would be great to learn polish you know the, my ancestry and all that kind of stuff but i think i will stick with music as that language and try to continue to learn you know like you were saying uh, arpeggio some of that music language i don't understand that arpeggio isn't that that person and uh, <laughs> pinocchio i don't know somebody's name like that it sounds like that so there's a lot of stuff in music that i'm still not uh, familiar with well, you know what? You have time to learn because there's always going to be something new to learn when it comes to music. I know. There's so much out there. And speaking about having so much out there, what has brass instruments taught you in life? What has playing taught me in life? Music is a universal language. And that when I play, it's not just for me. It is for others. And others can relate to it. You know, like, like that lady that was in the... Uh, at the potluck at church and stuff like that. I was just playing, you know, off in the background there and, you know, quietly while everybody else was chatting and talking and eating and all that. And here she did that, you know, came back up to me later on and asked or told me about uh, that song reminding me of her son when he was in the military and all. So, yeah. And for you, this might be a little tough as well, but what would you say is the most stressful part about playing brass instruments? The stressful part, I would say, is still trying to do it right. You know, you could listen to my Instagram account. And yes, each post is edited because it takes me uh, take two, take three, you know. And then, oh, I got a good one there. So a lot of them are my best. And I have posted some of them where I have made mistakes. And some, you might hear some mistakes that I didn't catch yet. <laughs> so, so going in front of the church and playing and all that, 
Yeah, that was, you know, uh, this last Sunday I played. God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. He's so good to me. And I played it three times. And I did okay. Towards the end, one note went off. But other than that, it was, it was pretty good. You know, I could listen to it online because the church still does online uh, services. And I try to listen to it. And it's like, oh, it's awesome to hear it in the big building. You know, it's like it sounds different than in here in this small little walk-in closet. Oh, yeah. The acoustics must be amazing. And I guess it leads me to ask as well, since you played it for your church, has anybody from your church ever come up to you and say, hey, could you teach me how to play? Well, there was someone that said, uh, if uh, if someone gets a trumpet, would you teach that person how to play? Of course, I wouldn't be able to teach them the first year trumpet. I wouldn't be able to expand it to a second year because um, I don't think I'm past first year, book one. <laughs> so, but other than that, no, they haven't actually come back to me. I guess they didn't get the trumpet. They do the flute. The arch nemesis of the trumpet. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, if, if I if I had funds, I'd probably get a flute just to see if that is too much for me to play to learn because it's the fingering is totally different. Mm-hmm. It's like the piano and the is different as well. <laughs> yeah, it's don't worry. I'm still once again the one finger piano dude. So you <laughs> can control three things on the trumpet. I can control one at a time. So you're way ahead of me. If you're at level one, I am at level negative one. Yes, there's there's always somebody better than us. Yes, and there's others that are behind us. You know, we're all different on the spectrum in our music, but aren't we all comfortable with it though? Yeah, everybody grows at their own pace, and styles are different. Some people like the more simple style. Some people like the more complex style. Music is music, regardless. Right, right. So you're at you say the first level. But I'm sure you have many years of experience and you're learning about it. Do you have any word of advice for anybody who might be interested in this hobby? If they're interested in picking up a musical instrument, picking up the brass, picking up a trumpet and stuff like that, I would tell them to, yes, go for it. Start making some noise. See what you can do on it. You're, you know, you're just basically just blowing into the trumpet and see what it sounds like. And you, know, you just make a noise and play with the uh, uh, the vowels. And if they don't know any music, start picking it up. YouTube really helps in the area of uh, trumpet lessons. Uh, there's all kinds of DVD sets out there. There's all kinds of different situations that could really help us nowadays. Back then, is you need to get a teacher, you know, uh, face-to-face teachers. But now with COVID and all that kind of stuff, we do a lot of the Zoom stuff. I'm trying to make connection with somebody in the UK, in the area of uh, the embouchure, and getting it better. He made an instrument because he fell off stage, and his instrument, his trombone, smashed into his lips and face and I mean his uh, teeth and everything. And the doctor said, "You're never going to play again." Um, well, he's playing again now. Out of necessity, he created an item that could help people take the pressure off, okay, their embouchure. Take the pressure off so you don't have to smash the uh, mouthpiece 
into our lips and stuff. So I'm trying to get uh, connected there too, but my time is uh, pretty uh, closed. We have mother-in-law that's 97 and stuff like that. That's constant care. Yeah, just learn it. You know, take steps one at a time and stuff. And don't uh, be afraid to uh, venture out there and even get into a community band if there is a possibility there. I'm talking about people outside of high school and stuff like that. Because, uh, yeah, high school programs, they're, they're still going pretty strong. And you know what? Failure is the best teacher. So if you mess up a note, don't worry. Just keep going and you'll keep getting better. And I have to ask, that sound I heard, was it you playing your trumpet? Because for a second I thought it was like, okay, that's the trumpet. Or was it you just going, mm-hmm. I'm like, no, wow. That, that, was, that, was, that was the cornet. Uh, I was playing okay. the cornet. Yes. Well, with that being said, could you play something for us now? Oh dear me! <laughs> uh, I was playing. I was playing a song the other day, and I I was messing up, but I thought I did a good job because I found each note. Okay, so in other words, oh, okay. Instead of playing the one two fingering, it's supposed to be two three, and so when I played the song all the way through, I heard the right notes. But the, the song was off because I played the wrong note. And then I continued to play and I found the right note. You see? So I, I, I tried that and it, it, it worked. So that was encouraging. Yeah, yeah it, it rings a bell. Yeah. <laughs> but that did sound lovely. And I feel like when you, you do do it, you create some like fiery passion. You get full into it. So I've asked this question at the beginning of the episode, but I'll ask it again at the end. Do you have any social media links, websites, or projects you are working on that you would love to share? Well, I do have the uh, Instagram account, uh, Mako Brass, M-A-K-O-B-R-A-S-S. That's my practice journal. I'm having fun with music. And if you would like to listen in, that's great. But it's basically my practice journal. And I listen to it over and over again. And I hear some good points and I hear some not so good points. But yeah, that's what I've been doing. I think I have, I don't have my phone with me. I have over 7,500 posts on it. So I've been doing it for a while now. No, I think almost four years. Consistent. Doing something music every day. That's the way to do it. You know what? If you love doing it, keep doing it. Don't let the world stop you. That's it. Don't let me stop me. Yeah, I won't let you <laughs> stop you. <laughs> How dare you try to stop yourself? That's what I say to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's what I've done too many, too many years of my life. So I'll put that down below so people can go check that out and show you some love. And now for the last question where you get to be the podcast host. Do you have any questions for me about playing brass instruments? What have you done? What had have you ever picked up any type of brass yourself? I have not. I've always wanted to, but I guess I've never had the chance to come in contact with a brass instrument. Mm, it's it's okay. odd. I feel like I'd have fun doing it. Would I mess up? Absolutely. Would I embarrass myself? No, because I don't embarrass myself <laughs> anymore, but I would have a blast doing it. Uh, okay. Well, if but since it does I sound like you do, you do have an ear 
for the trumpet because you mentioned Louis Armstrong and uh, <laughs> I see trees are green and, you know, <laughs> red roses too, you know, so you have an ear for, for music, the brass and all that. So that's a start right there in itself. Yeah. I love all instruments. I am an instrument lover, although I can't play them. I love fiddling around with, so, because I produce music as well and I have settings on my, um, DAW, so DAW, basically digital audio workspace, where I can do different sound effects. So sometimes I play with a brass one and I just throw it in there and I play with the piano making brass instruments. It's not the real thing, but it's the closest thing I can do right now because I don't have a brass instrument to get the brass sound. All right. Yeah. Well, can't help you there. Maybe your wife can make a mistake <laughs> and uh, <laughs> accidentally order a trombone or something or a, a tuba. tuba. <laughs> <laughs> Just the tuba shows up. It's, just, it's like bigger than my son. It's like, oh, cool. We bought a, <laughs> a clone of my son. Nope, it's a tuba. Oh, cool. A brass yeah. tuba? Cool. <laughs> yeah, but I'd love to try it one day. If I ever encounter a trumpet or a trombone or any brass instrument in my way, I shall play it. Will I be bad? There you yes. go. <laughs> good, good. So there you have it. Another body with a hobby. Thank you so much, John, for coming on and sharing your passion for playing the brass instruments and trombone trumpet tuba no not tuba but other different types of brass instruments like the baritone so once again thank you so much if you guys would like to learn more about john you can go check him out i'll put all the links down below so it'll be very easy to find if you'd like to be on my podcast or have any questions at all you could send me an email at time for your hobby at gmail.com and of course if you love the podcast and want to show some love you can you can leave a review you can buy merchandise i sell what else i'm working on a board game um what else do people do for supporting podcasts anything at all just follow me on social media do the whole thing uh but what you do need to do is go show john some love so john thank you so much once again for coming on thank you it was very fun thank you very much i had a blast as well so until the next episode make some time for your hobby take care <laughs>